Hello, I'm your host, Braylon Williams, and welcome back to another episode of Eating Grammar Store Podcast. As always, for my faithful listeners, I thank you for listening. And for new listeners, I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, today, I just again cover the same information that I've been covering in the past two episodes um, about the wings, but this time for the head track for types five, six, and seven. All right, so with that being said, let's just kick it off, shall we? start off by talking about everything that you need to know about the wings of the Enneagram. Um, so there are a total of 18 wings, um, two wings for each of the nine types. Um, and what are wings? Wings are the subdominant type of each of which you exhibit traits um, of, again, everyone has traits of all nine Enneagram types, um, but we all have a core type. For me, my core type is type eight. Um, and uh, with that, the wings of your core type complement your core type. It, it can add important or it can add contradictory um, elements to your personality. Uh, like I said, for me, for example, I'm an eight. My wing type can either be a seven or a nine. And, and depending on which theory you support, and I'll talk more about the different um, wing theories that there are later on in this episode, but for right now, I just want to focus on the basic understanding of wings. And so uh, to do this, I want to aid, I want to use the aid of this uh, analogy that I found when I was reading a blog post entitled, All Your Questions About Enneagram Wings Answered. Um, this post was written by Julianne Isler. Um, and in my opinion, um, this is probably the best and easiest way to explain wings okay and no not chicken wings oh even though i, I do like some chicken wings um fried chicken um uh, 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 oh, i'm starting to get hungry just thinking about chicken <laughs> but i don't know if how how this is gonna work in talking about wings and for three episodes but um anyway here, here's the analogy the analogy is this think of a community of nine different houses you spend most of your time inside your own house which is your foundation you understand its basic structure, its inner workings, what the best parts are, and also where any baggage may be stored away. You then make friends with neighbors and start spending time at their house. Um, there you pick up traits and qualities that they possess, which depending on the person can range from being heavily influencing to minimally influencing. But the next time you face a challenge or have to make a big decision, you may resort to pulling from your neighbor's toolbox to help you cope, whether it's positively, positive, positively or negatively. Um, and I just really love that analogy because it's so true. And ha- so let me break it down for you. So, like I said, from for an eight, that's my found. That's my house. But I can spend time in the house of a seven hen and next time I come with a challenge, I might pick toolbox from their toolbox. But 
with that being said, there are two important things that you need to know about wings. Um, and the biggest is this, while your core type never changes, eight, that never changes, your seven core type, that never changes, your one, that never changes. While, while that can change, the, while that never changes, excuse me, while that never changes, your um, wings can change depending on your season of life, on the season of health you're in. Um, so for me right now, and which is 90% of the time, I'm, I'm always a wing seven. There have been small moments that I can see myself um, where I was a wing nine, um, but for the most part, I'm head on wing seven. Um, so again, it'll make more sense than how that happens when I explain the theories in a little bit. But the second thing I want you to note is that while you pick up aspects of your wing that impact your personality, um, that never takes you away from your core type. So you cannot be just your wing. You have to be, okay, an eight and a wing. Or you can't just be, all right, I'm a wing seven. All right. Um, you, you can't be just an eight, which will not fully enforce the um, great qualities of the Enneagram because you won't really understand yourself fully. So it really, it's only just, just going by your core type only, only allows you to see only part of the um, understanding that the Enneagram has through knowing your type and your wing. So um, it's possible to go only by your type, core type, and which many people, some people do, but I highly encourage you that you really um, know your wing too, and whichever wing it might be in this point in your life, um, because that will help you understand more. All right, I'm an eight who is very, you know, this, but since I have wing seven personality traits, I like to stay curious in nature, which that has happened a lot. Um, there was one time um, I was, I, th I think I told the story before on this on this podcast, but there was there was one time I was um, location scouting for an event I was hosting, and it, this was at a park. And I've been to this park many times, but I never actually walked the trail of, of the park. And so it turns out there are parts of this trail that I never discovered. And um, turns out that day without any preparation, without any stretching. I walked a total of six miles <laughs> to and from my car. Uh, let's just say after that six miles with no stretching, uh, I was sore for about <laughs> two days. And even now, sometimes I can still feel the soreness of that six mile walk in my booty cheeks every now and then. It's like, oh gosh, never do that again. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, like that's just... I say all that to say you cannot have a wing type without having a core type. Um, and before I explain how you can find your wing, I, I want to talk about, let, let's talk about the theories. And so there are two major theories. The first theory is that while your two wings are subdominant to your core type, you have a dominant wing depending on your level of health. This is the um, theory that most people support. This is the theory that I support. Um, so th this is the most accepted theory. Uh, and this is why you hear people say uh, they're an eight wing seven or a two wing one or a five wing six. Um, and for the person who says they're a five wing six, their four wing might become more dominant in a couple years. I wouldn't say years, but it might become, they might become a five wing four in 
a month or so down the road just because that's the level of health they are that that's the season of life they're in uh, where they're taking on more qualities of adapting and coping from the toolbox of a having a wing four rather than having a wing six but then they can switch back to that wing six uh if needed because your core type is who you are is you know your main personality but your wings are how you are like i said tools and ways to help you cope with different life situations uh, in addition to your core type and uh, so wings can change um especially by this theory but um the second wing theory is which is the lesser accepted theory is that we don't have a dominant wing and that we're always operating in a 50 percent of each wing so for this theory someone who believes this theory um if i believed in this um theory um it would be okay so my core type is an eight i can have either a seven or a nine wing well i have both of them and i'm always operating 50 percent seven wing and 50 percent nine wing um along with my core type eight and so like i said that second theory is the lesser um accepted theory but uh, it is possible and it is a theory out there that some people accept um I, I tend to, I, I like the first theory more because it, it really shows how um, dynamic life is and how one moment you can really be just drawing information and tools and resources from one side of life. But in another season of life, you might not need those tools. So you go to a different side of life. Um, so how do you find your uh, wing type? So if you took the an Enneagram test, which I highly recommend, um, the um, truity.com test it is probably one of the most accurate ones that I have found uh, uh, that's free. Um, so it, your wing will be the highest percentage of the two numbers directly by your core. Again, I'm a type eight and this is, this is how I found out. Um, so type eight, I can either have a seven or a nine wing because uh, those, those are two numbers directly beside an eight. Okay, which one has the highest percentage? For me, when I took the test, it was a seven. Like I said, at that time, it was a seven. And I mainly reside in a seven a lot, but I have noticed moments in life where I became a nine wing, whether it's for a couple of weeks or a month or so, because um, it's possible for that wing to change. But typically, the higher percentage wing is the wing that you reside in most of your life. So it's the most dominant wing, and which goes along with that theory of we have one dominant, we have one subdominant sub wing, um, but it kind of flip-flops throughout life. Um, but I took that test in 2020, and it, like I said, since then I have noticed only moments where I've become a nine wing, and not really where, uh, all right, me being eight wing nine has really been the force of life uh, for, like I said, 90% since taking the test and, and getting to the Enneagram, I, I've really just seen more eight wing seven qualities than I have eight wing nine qualities in myself. So it's really more of a, uh, depending where you are in your wing, it's really, again, a seasonal life thing. It's a health level thing of the Enneagram. And it's a observational thing. Where do you see yourself? How are you dealing with life's demands? Are, are you becoming a piece for me? Are, am I be in, in difficult situations or am I not taking sides because I just don't feel like I, so it really just depends um, on you, each individual case by case, 
seasons seasons of life and health levels according to the enneagram and so uh, again i always so, like i said there are some very reliable tests out there but i will always recommend that you have someone who um, is very fluent in the enneagram really help you understand the enneagram more because while tests are right um, the enneagram operates on your core motivations and so you can't always get the true picture of understanding your core motivations through a test um, so that's why it's important to have someone else kind of type you per se um, not only because of that but also if someone else types you well then you don't have self-bias in there so you're not saying oh i really don't like that quality about myself so i'm gonna leave that quality out and say oh, i'm not that type or i really like this quality about myself more than i like this quality so i, I want to go with this type because it fits me more you just eliminate the self-bias that you can have if you just type yourself without taking a test or having someone having a secondary source person type you per se so assess you it, um, so, but yeah, that, that's kind of the basics of the um, Enneagram Wings, how to find it, um, two of the most accepted theories of the Enneagram Wings. Um, so yeah. I want to reiter re reiterate again that the wing is the first number on either side of your core type. Um, for type five, it can either be four or six type six it can be five or seven and for type sevens it can either be a six or eight wing all right just want to reiterate how how those come into play all right so let's start it's talking about the head triad combinations and let's start with um five wing four um five wing fours are also now known as the iconoclast five wing fours are idiosyncratic um and often audio didactic um, lone rangers who deeply value autonomy and mastery in a subject uh, five wing fours thrive in careers such as author composer inventor professor and engineer um, the counterpoint counterpart uh, gosh i can't speak five wing fours counterpart five wing six is known as the problem solver all right the problem solver is a detached and curious researcher who gains energy uh, from digging into fascinating topics and typically in mastering this under the radar. Um, common career paths for 516 include accounting, computer science, law enforcement, mathematics, and engineering. Simple enough. That, that, that's a basic um, simplicity to the wings wing combination possibilities of core type five but what about core type six all right six wing five aka the defender um is a resourceful and dutiful team worker who highly values security and knowledge six wing fives are often very funny humorous people uh they are, yeah, I lost myself in my notes, so I got to get caught back up. <laughs> this is what happens when you are awake since two, and you hurry drunk about a pot of coffee already. Um, so with when you already had some undiscovered energy when you woke up at two o'clock, 
just got energy out of nowhere, even though you've only been asleep for three hours. Um, so <laughs> I don't know what's going on now, but we'll see how the day goes. But anyway, all right, I found my spot. So what about six wing sevens? Six, six wing sevens are known as the buddy. Six wing sevens are optimistic and fun-loving explorers of life with the need for um, safety and comfort. But this need can be somewhat contradictory to this combination, all right? Uh, I mean, this ha having this contradictory sense of to this safety and comfort and adventure is it makes sense because a, a six uh, who is whose one main attribute is safety uh, is mixed with a seven whose one main attribute is uh, adventure. So it makes sense that you know you have this all right as a six wing seven someone who is thriving in seeking adventure but at the same time they're wanting this contradictory sense of safety and comfort in this adventure so it, it makes sense how that cooks together and I, I coin I, I just i think i may not coin this term cooks together but i'm gonna start using a lot more than i have in the past because i really like how it sounds how things cook together especially talk about the enneagram it, i just love it um so but i got a question for you do you know someone who is always happy-go-lucky humorous and just they're an experienced junkie because i don't um uh, I, I wish i did because they'll make life more fun but uh, it's a chance that they are a seven wing six um aka the entertainer seven wing six thrive in careers such as tour guide pilot detective not pilot, not, not detective, who is pilot? That would be awesome, though. But pilot and detective, um, journalist and travel agent, which, shameless plug, I am a travel agent, so if you need travel, hit me up. Um, I do a lot of things, podcast, travel agent, interior design business. I'm a multifaceted person, as I like to say. But anyway, back to the core type wing combination for seven. Seven wing eight, known as the realist, are a creative and innovative Entrepreneurs who enjoy experimenting and creating with new mediums ideas. They thrive in careers such as motivational speaking, law enforcement, television shows, television news, my bad, um, and sales and management. And again, just as I have issued the same challenge for the past two episodes, I want to issue the same challenge for this episode as well. Now that you know and even more important now that we have covered all the wing combinations for all three triads, this challenge is even more important now that you know about the wing combinations for the 18 wing combinations. First part of this two-part challenge is this. Notice the positive qualities of your wing combination and find ways that are unique to you as an individual that will amplify those positive qualities. And the second part is simple to um, just take note of the positive and the negative qualities of your wing combination and learn how it, it affects how you engage with other people, how you engage with friends, family, strangers, your significant other. Um, just take note. Uh, I, I believe if, if you take note, if you do, if you partake in this challenge, I believe that it will cook something so well in your life combined with the 
seeking of a, becoming a better person and doing this challenge, uh, noting these qualities, I, it will cut together so well that you'll be come out like a thing of butter biscuits looking so smooth and so good with butter on them. Anyway, uh, I really got to stop talking food because I'm my stomach's already growling. But um, yeah, take part in the challenge. It will help you become a better person if you seek to become a better person. All right. It's official. Enneagram Restored Podcast is now on Instagram. Go give us a follow at Enneagram Restored. It's time to get reconnected. Tune in every week to Enneagram Restored Podcast for Reconnected, a relationship series on how the Enneagram can be a bridge between your relationship goals and the current reality of your relationships. Well, that is it for not only this episode, but that is it for the mini-series on Wings of the Enneagram. All right. Now is the time to talk about relationships. So come back next week, episode five, kicking off our Reconnected series about relationships is an interview with Meredith, Meredith, I cannot say her name, Meredith Boggs, um, who will discuss practical ways to build a better marriage all right and like always i want to remind you that the enneagram does not define you but it does bring restoration it helps reshape your thinking and habits